Welcome, ladies, gentlemen, cats, dogs, parrots, guinea pigs, possibly uh, a pet lizard, maybe a fly sitting upon the wall trying to escape through your window wondering what in God's name is that obnoxious vibration overtaking my antennas. I'm just trying to get out of here. I'm just trying to live, man. I want to get out of here. I don't care about Arsenal. I'm dying. Welcome to all of you, including that fly. Help him out or kill him. Either way, put him out of his misery. Welcome to the Arsenal Cannon Podcast Experience. So, today we're going to talk about the pregame analysis of Arsenal's game this Sunday against Everton. That game obviously being pushed to Sunday due to the game happening Thursday, also at the Emirates, against Ukrainian side Vorskla. I hope I said that wrong, or I hope I said, <laughs> I hope I said that right. I don't hope I said that wrong. I hope I said that right, and if not, uh, well, I'm not Ukrainian, so don't expect don't expect much from me. I mean, my my puny American brain could only could only say so much. Um, so let's get right into it, though. Uh, as you guys know. Um, I kind of said this in the last podcast. I'm going to want to start now by saying uh, a little little bit of news surrounding the club and and also the opposition that we're going up against. So I'll talk about some news for Everton as well. Um, About about our boys, the the more important thing that we really care about is is what's going on in our house, basically. Um, Unai Emery has said that Bern Lena was going to be playing in the Europa League against Vorskla. And so what that really tells me is that Petr Cech is going to continue to play um, in the Premier League, which I'm pretty sure most of us have, have already kind of drawn the conclusion that that was what was bound to happen. But, I mean, yeah, we're, we're just going to have to put up with it. We're going to have to put up with Cech playing in the Premier League, and Leno's probably going to play um, Europa League and Cup games. And yeah, but the, I mean, other than that, besides news, with news around the club, that's pretty much all that's going on at the moment. In regards to Everton, though, they have some seriously good news coming up and some news that us as Arsenal fans would not really want to hear. Um, they have two players returning for the game against us, and it's kind of scary because these are two players that I think we will probably struggle with in the game. Uh, Richard, Richarlison, the Richarlison, I don't know if it's Richarlison or Richarlison, however you want to say it, the Brazilian international from Watford, fantastic winger, fantastic talent. You know, I know a lot of people were saying at the beginning of the season, you know, why on earth did Everton, why did, why did Everton spend, you know, 50 million pounds on, on some, you know, young kid? You know, it's like, dude, this kid is quality, man. That's why, I mean, if you want a good winger, especially, one that's going to tear everything apart in the Premier League, you're going to have to pay a lot of money. And he obviously got a red card, so he got a three-game suspension. And I don't think that was a three-game suspension, but that's not my place to talk. Um, but, you know, he's, he's, he's a really good player, and he's a really young guy. And, and Everton, I think Everton, honestly, are probably kind of looking at it like they could probably make some more money out of him in the next couple years. Because he's that kind of player that a big team is going to come by and be like, all right, we'll give you $90 million for him. And they'll be like, all right, what's up? You know, take that and, and help rejuvenate their squad even more. Because Everton are getting better and better throughout the year. So, 
Um, not only Richarlison returning, though, also Yeri Mina, the former Barcelona man. That one scares me. He's a very good, very powerful center back. I actually called out for Arsenal to sign him on numerous occasions during the previous transfer window. We got no such deal across the line, and Everton managed to sign him. He's a fantastic player, and his debut is, is it's reportedly a possibility. There's no guarantee, but, I mean, let's be honest. You know, if you're playing against a big team like Arsenal and they're, they're coming to your ground, you know, it just kind of seems like the path is really set for Yeri Mina to get his Toffees debut. Um, the last games, basically, before we get into the analysis of the, of the game itself, Everton lost to a winless West Ham United in their own stadium. That is embarrassing. That is, that was, that is a horrible result. I mean, they, sh- they should have played West Ham off the park. I think people were saying before the game, you know, it's like, dude, th- these, these West Ham guys are going to get thrashed. I mean, look at that squad West Ham have. They're gonna, West Ham are going to be demolished. Not at all. Arnautovic and Yarmolenko were fantastic in the game. Declan Rice as well, the young English center back, was brilliant. And West Ham, comp- or, yeah, West Ham completely outdid Everton. And, and that was a bit of a shock, but Everton are coming off that loss. They're going to want to prove themselves to their, to their own fans and to the Premier League in general. You know, because they're, they're really in this quest to try to get to the top six. And when you're on that quest to try to get to the top six, when you have home games against winless teams like West Ham United, you need to be winning those. And that was just a really, really embarrassing result. Um, Theo Walcott. Let's not forget, he is an Everton player. And you know what? He's been playing all right this season, too. So he's most likely going to be starting, returning to the Emirates Stadium. You know, I, I expect him to... To probably get a pretty warm welcome as well, just like Jack Wilshere did. Both of them left the club on pretty good terms. And, you know, they didn't betray the club in any way. And, and <laughs> we're really kind of used to players betraying us, I guess you can say. So I think I, I expect them to get a pretty warm welcome. Um, yeah, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be interesting, though. You know, it just kind of seems like one of those games that, you know, it'll be like the 70th minute. It'll be super tight. And they'll be like, oh, Theo Walcott in for goal. Walcott scores against his former side. No celebration. You know, I mean, I could just totally see that coming. And I really hope that doesn't happen because that would just make us look like a bunch of idiots. Because let's, let's be honest, it was his time to go, Walcott, as, as much as I liked him as a person. And he even has a lot of talent in his locker as a player. But as much as I like him, it, it was really time for him to move on and and I don't think we should have any regrets about moving him on, but, but hey, I mean, we we gotta look. I I don't know. It's just difficult. It is difficult because he, you know, he's English. You know, he's quick. He's a winger. We really lack width at the moment, so it's possible that um, we could be using him at the moment. But at the same time, he needed a new challenge and. And we really just needed to kind of get him out the door. Um, let's move into our starting lineup. Uh, this is this. I'm going to kind of do what I did in the last podcast and say what I would prefer in the starting lineup versus what I think Unai Emery is going to go with. Um, and actually, no, this week we're pretty similar. I'll say that, but I'm going to I'm going to get right into it. Um, starting in goal, I would have. Petr Cech. And I think Unai Emery is going to have Petr Cech as well. And the reason I would have Petr Cech is simply down to the fact that, well, you know what? We've established that Leno 
is going to play in the Europa League. So let's just kind of stick with Petr Cech in the Premier League for a while. I thought, you know what, I will say this. I thought in the last game against Newcastle, he was not bad. I don't think the goal was his fault. I think it was Mustafi's fault. And his distribution is definitely improving. And the fact that Unai Emery is able to implement his demands into a 37-year-old goalkeeper, you know, is kind of, honestly, kind of destroying the stigma. You know, you can't teach old dogs new tricks because... I thought I thought uh, I thought Czech's distribution in that game was actually very good. So I would have Czech in goal, and I think Unai Emery is going to have him as well. Uh, moving over to the left back slot, I think we're going to have Nacho Monreal continuing to play in the left back position. This one kind of worries me, though. I'll be honest with you, because I I expect Monreal to also play in the Europa League fixture. Because I don't think Unai Emery wants to rush back Ainsley Maitland-Niles or Sayed Kalashinak. So Monreal is going to have, you know, two games in pretty quick succession, you know. And he's not the youngest guy at the team, you know. he's not, And he also kind of has a, a history with injuries. But, you know, we have to go with him in this game for now. And then maybe moving into the, to the next uh, couple Europa League games, maybe we'll see Kalashinak come into the Europa League. Or Maitland-Niles come into the Europa League, possibly. But I wanted to say this about Nacho Monreal. Do you remember when we signed Kalashinak and everyone was just like, well, okay, well, yeah, he's inevitably going to be the starter of the Bosnian international. But Monreal has stepped up since we signed him. Monreal has probably been... Monreal was our best player last season and was was unrightfully um, denied the best player of the season award and was given to Aaron Ramsey, who didn't have a bad season, but Monreal definitely was better than him last year. And... I think Monreal has really staked the claim in this Arsenal side, and there's talk around the club about him getting a new contract, and I think he completely deserves that. Um, moving over to the center-back pairing, Mustafi and Socrates is who I have in there, and I think that's that's who Emery is going to have. I, this whole back line, actually, I think Emery is going to go with. I have Bellerin on the right back, by the way. Spoiler alert. Um, yeah, I think he'll keep Monreal in there, and I think he'll also keep Mustafi and Socrates they're starting to partner up together really well. The, the one I'm more worried about, though, is Mustafi. I think Socrates has been actually been very good since joining the team. You know, there was this there was this common misconception that Socrates is a slow player. No, he's not a slow player, and he's a really intelligent defender, and he's a guy that we've lacked, really, for the last couple of years because he's a no-nonsense kind of guy. Uh, Mustafi, next to him, kind of worries me, I'll be honest with you. I think Mustafi is probably a bench defender at best. I think when Koscielny comes back, he'll probably go right back into the starting lineup. And then, and then I think as, as uh, time progresses, Unai Emery will probably look into bringing in another center half or possibly promoting one of the younger guys, maybe like a Rob Holding or a Konstantinos Mavropanos. And, and then they'll partner up with Socrates rather than Mustafi because Mustafi has been suspect this whole season. He was suspect last season as well. He's been a little better this year, but still at times his decision-making is horrendous, and I, I mean, maybe Unai can fix it, but we will see. Socrates, on the other hand, I think probably next to Guendouzi and Lacazette has probably been one of our best players this season, so he has to stay in there for me. Moving over to the right back, there's been a lot of people calling out for Stefan Lichsteiner to play. I think Lichsteiner's probably going to play in the Europa League fixture against Borskla and for that reason, I think Hector Bellerin needs to stay in the starting lineup, playing as the right back. He's starting to improve a little bit. I don't think he was bad at all against Newcastle United. I thought he was actually decent. 
he he looked like he knew when to stop. You know, he looked like he, he would be on some occasions like, oh, snap. Okay, Newcastle United are coming on the attack. I have to hold my run, and I have to help my defenders. And that's that's pretty much the only thing that's lacking from Bellerin's game right now is his defensive awareness because, honestly, his 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 attacking output is fantastic. He just has to work on his defensive awareness. Um, moving up to the midfield two, I think Emery... Man, it's tough, tough to say, but I think he will go with this. I'm going with Lucas Torreira and Granit Xhaka. Look, simple fact of the matter, Granit Xhaka was one of the best players on the pitch last week. You could love him or hate him, but he was great last week. He was good the week before. He just had one mistake that led to a goal. And he's been in pretty good form recently. You can't take him out of the starting lineup. And he has to stay in there for me. And playing him next to a guy like Lucas Torreira, who's actually a defensive midfielder, helps Xhaka exponentially. And I'll tell you what, if Lucas Torreira does not start in this game, I'm going to be kind of pissed off because I don't know what it takes for this guy to start. Every time he comes on, he he delivers. I mean, what does it take for this guy to start? Seriously, I know Guendouzi was not bad at all in the game against Newcastle United in the first half, but when Torreira came on, the game completely flipped on its head and we got two goals and, and we won the game essentially from the Torreira substitution. He has to start. We signed him for a reason. He was the player that we needed, and now he's here, and he has to start. Start Lucas Torreira and Granit Xhaka in the midfield, and you will get results. That is our best midfield pivot at this moment in time. Okay? Simple. Moving up to the attacking three behind the striker, it's going to be a little different than Unai Emery, what Unai Emery has. I think we could expect to see Aubameyang on that left-hand side again. I thought he was really disappointing against Newcastle United. But I think he's one of the players that Unai Emery just kind of has to stick behind, has to give him loyalty because he is a fantastic player. And on his day, he could absolutely demolish any team. Um, moving into the center attacking mid position, I'd have Mesut Ozil. Now, Ozil, the, the game against Newcastle United last week was kind of a tale of two halves because when he was deployed out onto the right-hand side, he was not good because he wasn't even in the right he wasn't even on the right-hand side because I saw this interesting graph um, of the halftime analysis and it was that it was it was of Arsenal's actual formation in the game. It showed Hector Bellerin on the right kind of up towards the halfway point of the field, which is really where he should be. And then you had Mesut Ozil and Aaron Ramsey in the middle. And that is not what's supposed to be going on. That And that is exactly what happens when you play two attacking midfielders and basically ask one to be a winger. They don't. Neither of them want to be wingers. And then in the second half, Unai must have said something to one of them. He must have said, look, Ramsey, you've got to go out to the right and Ozil could stay in the, in the number 10 position. Or it's possible that the players themselves, it's possible Ramsey could have went up to Ozil and been like, all right, man, look. I'm going to go over to the right. You stay in the middle. We've got to do what's best for the team. Or Ozil said to Ramsey, look, go out to the right. I'm staying in the middle. we got to protect Bellerin. Any one of those three possibilities could have happened, and we'll never know. But it doesn't really matter as long as they got the job done. So I would have Ozil in that center attacking midfield position because I think he is significantly more dangerous and significantly more effective when he's played in his proper position. Moving over to the right side, I would not have Aaron Ramsey in the lineup anymore. I thought he was below average at best against Newcastle, and he wasn't great against Cardiff City either. I would actually have Alex Awobi playing in this game. 
I don't think Unai Emery is going to go with that, though. I think Emery is probably going to stick with Aaron Ramsey in this game. Um, I think Awobi deserves a chance, and he likes to play against Everton. He likes to take players on, and he's probably one of the few players at the team right now that could actually play as a winger. So I would have Alex Awobi on the right, Albamiyang on the left, Mesut Ozil in the number 10. And then moving up to the striker position, Alexandre Lacazette has to start next to Albamiyang. And, you know, I'll be honest with you, though. Lacazette and Aubameyang were both pretty disappointing against Newcastle United. And in my uh, post-game analysis of the Newcastle United game, check it out on my YouTube channel, those guys had the lowest rates. And they put no impact into the game. But this is one of those games that they have to start in. You know, you look at... They both scored against Everton last season. You know, Lacazette scored in the 5-2 route. Um, away from home against Everton, one of the few away wins we actually had last year. And then Aubameyang actually scored his debut goal against West or against Everton rather in the Emirates Stadium. So I think they both have to start. Lacazette has to start as a striker. He, in my opinion, he's probably the more complete striker. He's good at hold-up play. He's good at distribution, and he's going to be a really integral part to this Arsenal side if we want to try to get three points against this Everton team that's going to want to try to prove something in this game. Uh, players to watch for this game, I think on Arsenal's side is Aubameyang. Look, he's had a quiet start to the season. And he's the kind of guy that when he comes in a game like this, you could just so easily see Aubameyang getting like a hat trick this game or something and just coming off his mark completely. And then for the rest of the season, he starts just banging in goals for fun. And I'm, I'm really excited I'm really excited to see Aubameyang hit his best some point this season, and I think he will relatively soon, and that might even be this game. A player to watch for Everton is definitely Richarlison, the young Brazilian. I'm scared of him, to be honest with you. He's extremely fast. He's extremely elusive, and I'm scared to see him go up against the likes of maybe Nacho Monreal or Hector Bellerin. Depending on what side he goes down, he likes to go down both sides, so that's the scariest part. You know, Monreal, he's definitely faster than him. And Bellerin sometimes can be caught out of position. So you definitely, we have to watch out for him. He's sneaky. He's mean. He dives. You know, he, he plays the game in a kind of dirty way. But sometimes the dirtiest players are the most effective. You know, you look at Diego Costa, how, how he was for Chelsea. We struggled with him week in and week out because he was evil on the field. And that's exactly how Richar- Richarlison is, but just in a completely different way. So watch out for Aubameyang and Richarlison in the game. I think those will be the two real game changers. My prediction for this game, I'm pretty confident. I think Everton's loss um, at home is going to go to our benefit because we are usually pretty good against Everton at home. And, you know, we're pretty good at home in general. So I think we're going to win this game three goals to one. And I, that's a pretty confident scoreline. I don't usually say say scoreline predictions like that. I think, <coughs> excuse me, I think Richarlison is going to score the first goal of the night, and we're going to be like, oh no. But you know what? I will say this: this Arsenal team for me is definitely they they get they get uh, they get mean and they get into it a lot more than than the team last year. For example, you know, you look at, at how they responded when Cardiff City equalized away from home, you know, it was just, we just started doing an insane amount of attacking, we kind of went all out attack, like on FIFA, you know, when you're, when you're behind to a guy online, and you're just like, all right, I just need to try to get a goal, and equal this thing up, or try to get a goal, and win this thing, and that's exactly what we did, 
uh, against Cardiff City away from home. So I think Everton will score first with Richarlison, and then that'll be in the first half. And then like right at the end of the half, Aubameyang will score. And then going into the second half, I think Aubameyang will score again. And then I think Mr. Alex Awobi will score. As long as he starts, I think he should start. He deserves his chance. He's a good player. He's probably one of the best youngsters at the club right now. And I see him as a guy who can really shine under the guidance of Unai Emery. Um, that's all I really have for you guys today. Um, I recorded this on Thursday. It's going to be posted to Anchor by the by the end of the day. Um, you could find it anywhere that you could find other pot. You could find your other podcasts. You know, on Apple Podcast, on Spotify. You know, wh- wherever you listen to podcasts, you could find it there. Shout out to Anchor for being such a great platform to use uh, for podcasting. Um, I'll make another podcast for the uh, post-game analysis of the hopeful win against Everton. And there is a Europa League game against Borskla today. I didn't make a a pre-game analysis for it. I'll make a post-game analysis video probably for it on my YouTube channel. But I didn't make a... I didn't make a post-game analysis of it, to be honest with you, because I don't know anything about Vorskla, and I didn't want to sound like a completely uneducated idiot talking about them. I don't even know a single player on the damn team. I have no idea what lineup we're going to go with today, but I'm just excited. I'm excited to get the Europa League underway. It's another avenue for us to try to get into the Champions League because it's going to be extremely difficult for us to get in through the top four. So I'm looking forward to that. Uh, be sure to check out my YouTube channel. It's called Denizel. Follow me on Twitter at Daniel underscore Fenton. And if you like listening to me do this, I mean, well, keep listening because I'm going to keep it up. And I really like doing it. You know, I, I really like uh, voicing my opinion verbally. Also, check me out on Pain in the Arsenal. I haven't dropped an article there in a while, though. I'm, I'm probably going to drop one in the next couple days. Stay tuned for that. And, yeah, that is all I have for you guys. So thank you for listening. And I will see you all after, hopefully after a three points against Everton at the Emirates on Sunday. See you guys later. Peace.